Attention all drawing nerds. This is Dave McGuire, and I'm interrupting your podcast for a very important announcement. I am giving you a call to action. As you know, the Nerd Cave has been overrun by a spirit that we've come to know as Alan. He inhabits our bodies to speak, and he shows no signs of leaving. And in order to cope with this new presence, we need your help. That's right. Pick up your pens, pick up your computers, and give us a drawing of what you think Alan looks like. And it is imperative that you send it to the nerds at nerdonomy.com so that way we may understand our visitors some more. Best interpretation that we receive will become our new t-shirt design. Submissions end December 24th at midnight. Good luck and thank you. You're listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley. Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. All right, what was your favorite Christmas gift growing up? I mean, we've all probably got awesome gifts in adulthood, but what was a Christmas gift you got as a child? And we'll say child's like up to like 13 that just blew you away and you were, it was the most excited you ever were on Christmas morning. When I was eight years old, my parents, well, I should say Santa Claus, Santa Claus uh, brought me Shut up. <laughs> Santa Claus brought me the Batman Command Center, which was the full Batcave with costume-changing vault. Uh, it had a Batmobile. It had uh, Bruce Wayne, of course, is an action figure. It had, in addition to that, my parents got me the Penguin, Robin, and uh, Batman action uh, figures. Brian, Brian, you forget that it didn't just have a Bruce Wayne figure. It also had a Batman figure because you just put the Bruce Wayne figure in and then spun it around and there was a Batman figure attached to the back. Yeah, that's why I said Although, there was a Batman figure Although, at the time, included. we thought it was wizardry. it's true that was probably the most memorable gift i could have gotten sarah oh me no Um. the other sarah (laughs) 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 this is my significant other sarah she's not like your sarah she's my sarah she doesn't talk but uh, she's she's... actually a lot like sarah plain and tall my favorite book ever because it's so boring (laughs) (laughs) um okay this is I can't pick one, clearly. So... Let me guess, you need to pick two? Yeah. Um, at least two. Uh, the year that I got a neon blue telephone was pretty rad. Like, it actually glowed neon. Ooh. That was pretty rad. It's very 80s um, of you. It was the 90s. I know. Um, but it's very cool. I got an easel one year, and that was pretty cool. And then the it's year totally that I... totally got an easel. It was <laughs> it's for art purposes. It was for art purposes. I was so it, excited. It was collapsible and it oh trans- shit and it transformed nicely. It, it actually was a really nice easel. And then uh, the year that I got uh, a box set of the Red Skelton variety TV show, yes, on VHS, that was pretty rad too. Awesome. That, that made me really happy. So yeah, those are probably my top three favorite gifts growing up. Kevin, break it down. All right. As I've mentioned before, uh, I didn't grow up in California. I actually grew up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And it would be about every three or four years, at least half of my family, or once or twice, my whole family would make it out to California for about a week or two to see my family, go up to see the Golden Gate Bridge. Anyway, um, this was shortly after Toy Story 2 had come out uh, on Christmas morning. We were going to leave at 6 a.m. to the airport to catch a plane to California. Uh, we were able to unwrap all of our presents, and I had a Woody and Buzz action figure, like the ones that were like a foot tall. And so I was a kid on a plane holding Buzz next to the window to make it look like he was flying. It was the best moment that had to do with Christmas and the best presents that I've ever got. Thank God you said action figures, because when you said you had a Woody and a Buzz that were a foot tall, like, <laughs> dear God, nice. what kind of Christmas is this? Yeah, I was my like, that's my Christmas. favorite Christmas gift I got recently. Like, that's not something as a child one <laughs> would enjoy. Buzz, I mean, unless you're a fucked Vibrator. up child. Well, I have no use for one of those, so okay. okay. Are you sure? Very positive on that one. I was 11 when I got Woody and Buzz, so... Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Yes, I know. I, I said it that way to see if someone would be like, awkward. Evan's uh, 11's normal age for that kind of thing to happen, so it's okay. Yeah. What can yeah. I say? Puberty. Yep. 
Some people go through puberty when they're 10, some people when they're 15, and it's all somewhere in between. Some people go through when they're 25. <laughs> yeah, but those people have legitimate medical problems, and we don't make fun of them, Brian, so don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Sean, what was your favorite gift that <laughs> you got at Christmas? <laughs> Do you want me to say it? Let, let me say it. Let me say it. No, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> Did, Sean, what was your favorite gift that you got for Christmas? Like Sarah, it's a tie. There's two that I, that's, that are really clear in my mind. I can't decide between the two. One was, I'm not sure exactly what age it was. I was either in first or second grade, and I come out Christmas morning, and in front of the tree is the Ghostbusters house. The ghost, like the Ecto-1, and a bunch of the figures all around each other. And I was just like... <gasps> My like what a single tear yeah coming down oh amazing second was the year i got a sega genesis and nhl 94 both together and this is very important because nhl 94 was the first hockey game if any of you are hockey fans out there where you could expertly execute a one-timer where you could pass and hold another button so that you could take a slap shot right off the pass nice. it was revolutionary in the ho- <laughs> in the video game hockey world the only okay. problem was I couldn't keep my fucking dad off of <laughs> the game. He wanted to play yeah, it more than me. Was, that was our childhood because he was always playing our video game systems. He got a Nintendo for his 30th birthday. Yeah, he got... No, it was Father's Day that was it, year. Was he got the okay. Nintendo, started playing Super Mario Brothers, and then paused it because you couldn't save a game and looked at us and was like, neither of you is to touch the Nintendo until I beat Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and we would basically, our nights were involved us sitting and watching him <laughs> play the Nintendo. And fucking scream <laughs> at Mario. <laughs> that's awesome. We, uh, yeah, that's where we learned anger. <laughs> so I feel like my brother got a lot of the really cool, like, nerdy toys. So by proxy, I got them. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. In the sense that I could play with them whenever I wanted. He but. was a super cool older brother. He let you play with his shit. Well, yeah, because he was the boss of how we played with it, so oh, that was okay. fine. I was like, okay, as long as I get to, you know, play with the Ghostbusters house, too. <laughs> my girlfriend and I have the same rule about my penis. As long as I set the rules on how we play with it, we can play with it. Kevin, don't... At this point, don't even try stifling laughter. It's just, just going it to happen. Like, that was so good. I don't want to interrupt his story. <laughs> As if it was like an actual elaborate tale. <laughs> it is 100% true. That's not a joke. <laughs> I have I have a laminated sheet of rules. Oh. Well, Rule number one, just there smart. will be none of this. And if you can't see what I'm doing, it's like trying to start a fire with a stick. There'll be none of that. <laughs> um, I, sorry to, I hope this term isn't racially insensitive. There will also be no Indian burns. There will be no Indian burns. <laughs> That's what we were raised to... to there will also them, be yeah. no microphone checking, which is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Where you smack the top of it and then just blow into it. That's those. That's the three rules. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Everything yeah. else is fair. Anything game. else goes. There could be a taser involved. She could like glue. She could glue little like Mickey Mouse style hands to it. Make it look like Mr. Peanut. Whatever. <laughs> Proceed. Could, could you sit on your hand and wait till it gets numb, and then give yourself a stranger? <laughs> yes, I do. But I also paint my nails when I do it. That's called the strangerette. Because it's more the illusion is is better if you paint your nails so it looks like a girl's hand. If oh my god, this is so great! <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. Kevin <laughs> Sejuanis. And I'm Sean Moriarty. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> I just stopped. That was so good. Kevin, keep it together. This is your episode. Uh, oh, oh shit. Oh, well. It's I okay, Kevin. I came into last week's episode. Remember, you guys didn't hear it in the episode, actual, <laughs> the actual edited version. But you're like, Sean, this is your episode. And I was like, yeah, um, I didn't uh, like do anything really but watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So, Kevin, I hope you have a PowerPoint presentation slash 
handouts. So in an effort to stay green and shit, um, I'm going to send all of that stuff to you instead of on paper in email about tonight's episode. <gasps> the Christmas story. Hooray. Stop. Collaborate it's, and it listen. Is a Christmas story, not the Christmas story, because that would be I pompous. Know. As, as far, far as, as Kevin know, is concerned, it is the Christmas yeah. story. Really? Because I thought the Christmas story was, you know, the story of you no know, Jesus. That would be. Well, he was born in July, not in December. So yes, Brian. Brian, but uh, Brian, if I had the choice between two pieces of fiction, I would pick <laughs> the Christmas story. <laughs> Whoa! Akbar. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't go out and call the, the Christmas story fiction on a Christmas yes, episode. Yes, I can. He just did. I just did. <sighs> it, Ladies it, and like... gentlemen, please note that the opinions of Sean Moriarty do not necessarily reflect the opinions of other people on Nerdonomy. <laughs> and the company Nerdonomy should not be held <laughs> in contempt of Sean Moriarty. <laughs> So yeah, Christmas I mean, it story, was guys. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around, Brian. Don't give me that look. All right. <laughs> Fine. Anywho, um, so yeah, Kevin, this one's pretty important to you. Tell us why. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> long story. No, this is going to be a long story. Back before God created Earth, uh, when I was just a sentient being, understanding and cruising the universe, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> I think it all started with the lore and the trivia that this movie called A Christmas Story was shot in Cleveland. And as a kid growing up in Cleveland, you're like, whoa, movies are shot everywhere else because there's nothing in Cleveland. So I was, I think, six or seven, and I watched the movie. And I'm just, you know, cracking up, and I'm like, damn, this kid gets it. Ralphie, man. Uh, and so every year, uh, I made an effort to watch it, and a couple times I would go to downtown Cleveland where uh, the Higby's store that they all go to uh, was shot at, and when he's waiting in line for Santa. And so I just kept watching it every year, partly because it's a great movie that was filmed in Cleveland, and because it's a great movie for, like, the holidays. That's pretty much why it's my favorite Christmas movie. Okay, and what year did this movie come out? This came out in 1983. Mm -hmm. That's um, also the year I came out. <laughs> <laughs> of a vagina, right? Yeah, of a vagina, not the closet. Right. I'm waiting till my 50th birthday after I've been married for 20 years to bust that one out just to see people's reactions. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Katie, jokes. if you're listening, you've jokes. been warned. All jokes. So yeah, it was uh, came out in 1983. This was, what, 10 years after the director uh, had directed uh, Black Christmas. What's his name? Bob, Bob Clark. Clark. Yes. And so uh, lots of critics from my research uh, were very surprised at the fact that he would do complete polar opposite genres from one movie to the next. And sure enough... Christmas Story has like an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's considered certified fresh. It did pretty well at the box office, and it, even though it takes place in Indiana, it was filmed in Cleveland, and it also takes place during the 1940s, and um, the like fun radio-style nuances 1940, as well. The year 1940, Actually, to be specific. there's some debate about that, though. <clears throat> yeah. the, the decoder ring itself hints that it was 1940, just based on the style of the decoder ring, but if you, I think all the Wizard of Oz references were um, letting it to believe that it was 1939. Yeah, Not necessarily, right? because, 19, because the hype of the Wizard of Oz may have been present up to a year after okay. the movie was released. There's also references to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and that was 1937. Mm. So, uh, okay. It's. I, I'm gonna go out and just say, yeah, it was 1940. I uh, I've, I can settle <clears throat> this argument for you all right now. Da -da yes, the author of the book or the books, I guess, or Gene the um, stories, the short stories that this is based on, Gene Shepard, yeah. who also did the voice of the narrator, said oh, cool. that although a lot of it seems like it's early to mid 1940s that he was shooting for a general time of late 30s slash early 40s that's what he said it's supposed to be set in it's kind of a general area yeah okay. the film version does there's like a very subtle thing in like the toy shop in the beginning where i think it alludes to the year 1940 uh don't quote me on that but i remember seeing that at one point in time yeah, so the, yeah the name of the book that this movie is based off of is has a great title in god we trust all others pay cash great nice. title well, and this story kind of came, comes together as a collection of short stories. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, it, this is a portion of it. It's not the entire book, correct? If I'm not mistaken, I think you are, because actually these uh, short stories were first published in a 1960s uh, Playboy magazine. 
Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really interesting. Because this is a funny story. Which is kind of something that I guess really stood out to me watching it relatively recently. Because as we were kind of talking before the podcast is, you know, we always kind of like have this movie running on marathon in the background all throughout Christmas Day because thank you, TBS. Yes, thank you, TBS. Yeah, right. But one thing that really kind of strikes me watching this movie, sitting down and watching it, is that it really is not necessarily a Christmas story, but a Christmas portrait in the sense that it's a portrait of a family during this time there's no real arc to it there's a bunch of like mini arcs i think a day in the life type of thing yeah yeah yeah. so it's which i find kind of interesting and it's nice and and memoir style yeah it's much more of a character study than i would say yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. that's that's one kind of thing i guess keeps it actually from being one of my all-time favorite christmas movies I'm, i'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there you know for many years i had the same opinion as you did that and the movie just kind of is doesn't really go anywhere. Not a whole lot happens that is significant to an overall arcing thing. But then, then I think about it. If we're looking at it from the perspective that the movie is really all about Ralphie, all of the interior monologues that Gene Shepard is, is reading is all about him trying to figure out how the world works and how he is constantly thinking there's going to be some terrible expectation, some very highly melodramatic either happenstance that works in his favor or just complete doomsday scenario and finding out that it's never as bad as he's thinking it it's going to be. Yeah, because he fantasizes about a lot of different choices that he has to make throughout the movie and they're all different themes as well, which I thought was a nice variety that he has a, just a very vivid, active imagination. Well, he's yeah. a kid and that's one thing that I really do appreciate the, about this movie is the uh, the narrative and these little asides Um, into his imagination but at the same time you know kind of watching his relationship with his brother and what's kind of like the common world he's kind of got the unreliable narrator thing where it comes up at random times well and it makes me wonder if you know it's kind of interesting how much of this story is skewed because it's coming from the perspective of a child looking back at his memories much later like stuff like that i think it's a huge theme in the movie that it's exaggerated like you're saying Mm -hmm. but i mean like not just the not just the points of his imagination but like also the points of when he's you know talking to santa that's obviously a really clear part of like okay are they really that creepy (laughs) probably not no in fact that's actually my favorite scene in the movie because it is like this is the worst santa claus ever and yet when they finally walk away you kind of pull back and you see how santa's really behaving and he's just like every other santa claus in them all friendly Mm -hmm. and but I did think the one little gag that's funny is that the kids screaming is still the same when they go down, yeah. the, go down this, this slide because it is like a really crazy slide that right. they, they just kind of throw them down at the very and Me, end. I would have been screaming for joy because that slide looked freaking awesome and I wouldn't be like so terrified of it because Santa just put me on a little path and I trust Santa implicitly and he wouldn't put me down a dark and so dangerous path. You don't ever Kevin. trust a mall Santa. <laughs> so yeah, Kevin. Proof of that. I was at the mall the other day and I was in, using the elevator and it turns out Santa Claus was going on break. So I'm in, the, I'm, I'm in the elevator with Santa Claus and his assistant who is not an elf. And I said, so Santa, how are the kids today? And I said, oh, they're pretty good except... One kid just had this this dog neck thing, and I think he gave it to me. I said, "What? What is that?" And he t- I totally fell for it. He's like, oh, "Come here!" And I, I lean in, and he goes, "Roof!" Right in your face, like total Saint Bernard kind of bark. Dude, I got pranked by Santa Claus, dude. That was hilarious. That's so funny that you mentioned that because I was in the elevator <laughs> with uh, one of our coworkers going to lunch as well, and he did the exact same thing. Yeah. So Santas, mall Santas are weirdos. I actually, um, I have my research and stuff for the episode uh, right here. I completely forgot the fact that Bob Clark <laughs> actually directed Porky's. He did, it and that came that's, out in 1982. And the reason, basically, Porky's gave him permission and enough clout and money to do a Christmas story. Yeah. Which I is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I have not seen Porky's, but I know of the movie it's Porky's. It's a sex comedy. Oh, yeah. That's all you really need to know. And there's... they made three of them? Four of them? I think, at least. Three. I think there's as many as there are uh, Land Before Time movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like 800 of those. But, but the first Porky's is hilarious. Thanks, Bob Clark. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for Porky's. <laughs> <sighs> Where do we begin, then? <laughs> yeah, you, let's... How do we start a real conversation about a Christmas story? Well, I mean, the the movie kind of paints the picture of a kid who's kind of nerdy. He's bullied a lot in and ironically out of school, too. Wait, is that the same person? It might be. 
never mind. He has parents that, you know, they love them, but they're not, like, as devoted to their time. He has a little brother that's a brat that's, you know, not branching out and kind of uh, attached to him. I'm sure we've all had a friend, a sibling, cousin that's kind of like that. And uh, it's overcoming his fears and exactly like what you had mentioned, figuring out what it means to be a grown-up, especially figuring out that wearing pink footy bunny pajamas to Hmm. make your aunt pleased who worked tirelessly on them it would be worth it for just that moment and that moment only i guess so but i also feel like he learns that if he whines hard enough and panics about it enough then yes he is going to get a red rider bb gun which he probably should not responsibly have responsibly no (laughs) (laughs) well that's the lesson right i mean at the end of the movie Folks, sorry, another spoiler alert. You if need you to watch this movie. you have not seen Christmas Story, I think you've been living under a rock. Yeah. yeah. Or in a bar. <clears throat> I mean, he does. That's the whole irony of what happens, right? I mean, he doesn't really shoot his eye out, but he does injure himself Yeah. the first time he fires the gun. Yeah. Now, granted, he also shot it on a piece of metal from a distance away that was yeah. kind of questionable. Yeah. So, you know, well, he kind of got what he was coming. And uh, there's like this subtle <clears throat> type of um, I'm a kid and I distrust adults vibe from him throughout the entire movie. And until he shoots his eye out and he starts hearing the voices of each adult that told him he's going to shoot his eye out, it's like a coming of age moment for him. Like, wow, adults actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, but at the same time, that was bad parenting, in my opinion. You buy this kid a BB gun, but then you don't go outside with him to watch him set up the piece of metal. And be like, oh, yeah, you show him how to use it. Like, anything dangerous, you show him how to use it. You shouldn't hand a kid scissors without teeth. Don't hand a kid a fucking drink with a straw in it without explaining that, hey, if you slam your head really hard down onto it, this straw is going to go through your eyeball. And the kid goes, oh, I was totally going to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Because they'll do that shit. That's Fair funny. Enough. I'd love to hear like a three-year-old say, I would totally go do that. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. You saved my life. <laughs> Why do I cut my hand and red ribbons come out? Oh, God. That is <laughs> That's dark. disturbing beyond words. That is so dark. I got a little hard, though. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as something gets really fucked up, it just is like per- peeks out like something's well, happening. Well, Sean, I wasn't going to say it, but your camera all of a sudden did start leaning a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wowza. Wowza. Um so yeah. yeah, so I identify with Ralphie. I was bullied in school. I had a distrust for adults. I didn't have a coming of age moment where I realized adults knew what they're talking about. I never had a gun until I was any type of gun until I was seventeen when I had my own money and the license to drive. I went and bought BB guns myself. Uh, little handheld ones and then just went out at midnight in a park just shooting at random shit and having fun. But yeah, I identify with Ralphie a lot. Did you also throw one of your friends under the bus by telling your parents that uh, you learned swear words from him? Oh, man. <laughs> that, that scene breaks me up inside. Up. One yeah, of the I know. most. If you think about that scene, that is like a torture scene from a terrorist movie. Yeah. Because if you look at the way he is like the angle at which he is being, uh, that they're shooting it as his mom goes to the phone. Guys, please, in your mind's eye, close your eyes for a moment. Imagine that exact same scene, same placement, but instead, dark room, like big old tin light on top of him right. shining over yeah. over him. Yeah. Where did and you then, hear that word? And the sound effects, too. Right. It's like, no, no, don't do that. Well, yeah, what? the mom is what? like, what? And then, oh, what yeah, do you and- do, mom? The mom, like when she's beating the near the end of when she's beating the kid, where she's just like, ah, 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 it sounds like Leatherface. <laughs> it does, because Leatherface was like, ah, ah. I'm not sure if that was this was intentional, but when he was saying Schwartz, the kid's mom that they're referring to is the actor's name is Scott Schwartz. So I'm wondering if that was a, a flub or not. No, the kid's sense. name is Schwartz. The nickname, in the yeah, movie. the nickname for him was Schwartz. Oh, so it's just coincidence that the actor's last name is also no, a different, Scott and, and not the actor that played Schwartz's last name wasn't Schwartz. The actor that played uh, Flick's last name was Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I could have sure. sworn that that was the kid that they were that was like when he was saying what I did, mom. What do I do, mom? Like I thought that was Scott. Dude. That was Flick. I thought that oh, was. Oh, that's so dark. Because then you hear as soon as he like asked that question, just ah ah. And I, as a kid, was like, holy fuck, that is that what a beating is like? Shit, I better behave. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of dark. And then, again, I think the movie is all about life lessons. Because he, in that moment, he's like, oh, so this is what it's like to rat on your friends. Or betray your friends. Yeah. I'm never going to do this again. Ugh. 
you know. Well, just like they stayed silent when he stuck it, got his tongue stuck on a pole and all yeah. that other stuff. It's just like, dude. Yeah, these are horrible people. They're these just are horrible, really, really mean. horrible people who but, do not deserve to get anything they want for but Christmas. You know what? The thing is, is they're also kids. Yeah, but, kids but, but do it was just sacred. They, they get exactly what they want. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> There is no moral center to it whatsoever. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's real life. Life's a gray area, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we forget, though, it's it's clearly stated in the film that the sacred rule of the bell was in effect. The bell rang. But what are we going to do about him? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, know what the bell, bell rang. rang. <laughs> you yeah. got to follow the bell. It's, it's late 30s, early 40s. They will fucking crack you across the face with a desk if you don't show up <laughs> when the bell Fuck rings. Because the schools were like that. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. The kids have a categorical, it's not, it's not categorical imperative, but they have a moral dilemma where they are, like, they don't know what to do, and they have to go with what will not get them killed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's a couple moments with the mom that I really appreciate, or Alfie's mom, where she, one, puts the soap in her own mouth just yeah. to see how bad it tastes. Yeah. And then where she covers for him with the fight with the yeah, dad. Yeah, totally. That, that, I those love were that just moment. Some, yeah. like, those were just both like really good moments of just trying to understand her children. Yeah. That scene where she goes and like pries him off the bully um, makes me cry on the inside every time. And today it actually made me cry as I was watching it. Yeah, just like she's not lecturing him immediately or anything because he sees, she sees that he's in trouble and she's like, it's okay, we're going home. Well, she gets it. I mean, yeah. the kid didn't exactly look like he was the nicest kid in the world, so, you no. know. Scott Farkas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think my favorite moment with Ralphie's mom uh, was when uh, Randy is having a really difficult time eating that food. Oh, God, I hate that scene. Oh, my God. Oh, and she's disgusting. Like, she's, she's not, like, talking down to him like his dad. She's just like, Randy, what sound does the little piggies make? And then he just jumps right into it because he loves his mom so much and then uh, like it was just such a touching moment and I've and my mom has acted like that several times in my childhood and they're all great moments and so, stuff so real quick rules of this world apparently the only two things you can have for dinner are the meat meal loaf. of meatloaf red cabbage and mashed potatoes and turkey yeah. or apparently or duck I guess as yeah well. that's right yeah. well, <laughs> <clears throat> in that household yeah that's a weird eclectic menu well it's because it's cheap Oh, oh I understand, right. yeah, because this right. is still on the tail end of the Depression, though it looks like, you know, Ralphie's father's got a, 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 good, job. a good job. But, you know, yeah, it's of course, they're, they're a working class, like lower middle class family. So. Yeah, right. Well, and another point that really hits home with this movie uh, in terms of what time period this is, is the major award, the leg lamp. It is literally a leg in um shit what what is that fishnet stockings thank you fishnet yeah, it looks very stockings. 1920s yeah 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 and the mom is intimidated by yeah. it and in fact actually yeah if you look at that the tassel on those uh on the lampshade it looks yeah. very much like the tassels of the skirts like a flapper girl or flappers or something. Uh, yeah. yeah vamps or uh, yeah like a vamp dress from the 1920s yeah, yeah. and it's just like it's just a, such a show of the times where it's like this is like just inappropriate to show to the public. You shouldn't even have this in a house. Like well, this is what you would find. Aside from the fact that sh- it's also extremely tacky. <laughs> what? It's a major award. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Fragile. It must be Italian. Uh, <laughs> see, no, I think that that was just to show the macho manliness of the dad. That just because he won it, he had to display it because yeah. it was a sign of his grand achievement. Yeah. Even though his achievement was probably like like we saw, answering a stupid quiz in a paper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which she was right. Apparently, uh, the nephew's horse name was Victor. Victor was the son of Silver. Wow. That was apparently a legit answer. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Which is, is really random for her to know. <laughs> uh, Victor. And he goes, how the hell do you know that? Well, and that's the other thing, too. He answered And she says, own... everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, too. She answered that question. How many questions did he answer on his own? Yeah. yeah. And didn't. so really, was that really her major award? In which case, she had all right to break it. Yeah, that's a good point. Darren McGavin, brilliant actor. I noticed all the little mannerisms he put into the father. Like, he becomes almost erudite when he's talking about to his neighbors about winning the award. Was it like, it's like, was it about focus or something about, like, using Mine power is me, mine power. Exactly. Exactly. Just love it. <laughs> love all the, um, the little things he put into it. Fun little trivia fact that Darren McGavin played uh, Billy Madison's dad in the movie Billy Madison. 
This is true. And his, his just his comedic delivery, the way that he talks is so funny. It reminds me of Bob Hope in a in the best way possible. And like just the way he says, aha, aha, it's a clinker. Yeah. That blasted stupid furnace deck gummit. Then trips down the stairs, damn skates. It's just you, there's so much like raw rage in his voice, and it sounds so genuine. Do you um know what he was known for though? What was he known for? My camera. What camera? No, my camera. My camera. It was a TV series. He was a crime. It was a oh, crime, okay. crime oh, detective. I had never heard of it before. Yeah. I thought you said my camera too. I was like, he's in your camera. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Whoa. in the camera. Mike Hammer. My camera. I feel like this was like a Bart Simpson lame attempt at like a, hello, is Hammer there? First name, Mike. My camera, my camera. <laughs> What's in your camera? <laughs> Are there porno pictures? Stop talking about your camera. Show us the camera. That's such a good mo. That's such a good no, mo. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do mo. I was just. That's what mo sounds like. <laughs> that sounds like more like, that was me like doing Harvey I'm going to cut out your tongue and use it to paint my bowl. <laughs> Yes, Sean for the win. So, okay, here, I want to talk about the little brother. Randy. Because I feel like this is another demonstration of the unreliable narrator thing. Because I refuse to believe that any kid is that goddamn annoying. (laughs) Like, that kid is so, I can't put my arms down. Come on, guys, wait up. Come on, you guys. That's that's got to be one of those things that's just so completely reflective of the narrator's opinion of his little brother at that oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, the whole thing is totally skewed, and I think that's one of the charming bits of it, though, mm-hmm. is that it's totally his perception, so everything is exaggerated to how right. he perceived it. Well, it's a memoir, so yeah. I totally, totally get that, but it doesn't change the fact that that kid's fucking annoying. Yeah, he is annoying. <laughs> Sean, I sincerely hope, Sean, I sincerely hope I did not whine that much when we were little kids. No, Brian. Well, the only times you were whining is when I was raining Beating down me? unspeakable horror on you. <laughs> <laughs> what could that be, ladies and gentlemen? A knock at the door at this hour. That's huh. odd. Yeah. Come on in, sir. Who is it? Oh my God! It's Eric Brickmont, everybody. Yeah. Yay! Holy crap! Hello, all. What you, I come hello, bearing Eric. my dinner and a present. <gasps> that smells really good. Can I have it? No. Oh. <laughs> Then why'd you bring it, jerk? Just to show everyone. It's lovely. Look at all the colors. Those are Christmas colors. Look, there's green from the tomato. and Or wait, that would be red for the tomato. (laughs) Green from the cilantro. Red from the tomato. And all this brown. There are green salsas out there. That's true. There's some of that on here, too. There's also brown, which is... The color of Mr. Hanky. So it all ties in. <coughs> Mr. Hanky. There you Christmas go. Poo. <laughs> what brings you upon us, sir? I I, uh, I have an idea. Okay. Okay, but you also have a, a present in your hand, too. Oh, there's that. Yeah, there's a present, and it's from my brother, and I have absolutely no idea what it is. Should we Sweet. open it on Christmas, or should we open it now? Oh, screw it. Let's open it now. Yeah, Sweet. we're grown-ass men and women. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Get You're Christmas started a little earlier, folks. I know. <laughs> my, my boobs are all filled out and everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eric, do the honors. <clears throat> Let's see here. How was that first menstrual cycle? It's a bitch, right? Oh, man. I went through <laughs> oh, so many pairs this, of underwear. This is awesome. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it's a Stargate SG-1 Lego set. Nice. <laughs> yes. Jack on Abydos. Oh, that's amazing. Jack is amazing. Where and the fuck did he find that now? I have absolutely no idea. This was a total surprise to me as, as well as everybody. I literally just got home and it was here on our nerd doorstep. So. Oh. That's fantabulous. That is- okay, so I have an idea that is completely and totally unrelated to everything. Okay. But it will be glorious. Go okay. on. Okay, Alien versus Predator. Totally Christmas movie, by the way. Sure. Um, Aliens versus Predator. Thank you. Aliens versus Predator. Requiem. The last one they did. There was the Alien, you know, the Alien and, and Predator hybrid. Yeah, the Predalien. Yes. The story just stops there. What I want to know is that little guy's coming of age story. Oh. <laughs> and I think they should do it as a movie. I, I this is how I imagine it. The little guy. We follow him from birth up to middle adolescence. And then we look at him and we go, okay, well, 
does he belong to the aliens? Does he belong to the predators? He doesn't know. He doesn't know which culture that he wants to follow most closely, right? So he he, he just, he's fed up with it. He his leaves. mom and his his mom alien and his dad predator are always yelling and cutting. And Nothing ever works. Each other. <laughs> exactly. His father's dead. He burst out of his chest. Yeah. It's like how the fuck am I supposed to deal with that? Yeah. That's some serious trauma. <laughs> and then he he steals a spaceship and he lands on Earth as a teenager. Uh, where he, he and gets his adopted. acne starts to break out. Serious, like like acid acne, which is terrible. <laughs> and then he gets adopted into a family. Deadly uh, sense. Who are played by John Goodman and Daniel Day-Lewis, who play a same-sex couple. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was such a dad. huge build-up to the best fucking punchline in what I've ever heard. <laughs> but wait. Because there's, there's more. more. Joan Cusack plays the crazy aunt, who's the only one who understands him, right? Right, obviously. Um, and then it's just it just continues from there. It's just this beautiful coming of age story. And you know, it's crazy because like the alien side of him want him to go out and murder a whole planet. The predator side want him to go out and hunt. And his parents just want him to go to college. And he just doesn't know <laughs> what, <laughs> what do to I do. Belong to? <laughs> Where does he go? What path does he follow? And if you want to work Christmas into it somehow, I think actually it could be a touching Christmas story. <laughs> a proper he sequel. Could be, he could be born on, on December 25th. You know, oh, We never oh, saw that in the movie. It, that true. could have been his birth. That could have been. So I'm just throwing it out there, ladies and gentlemen, if we want to make this movie. I have an idea for the title as well. Okay. Oh. It's uh, Chest Punch, Chest Pop. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you wanted to have the score by James Horner. Yes. Uh, yes. Or, no, or was it? Yeah. No, so yeah. Whoever did Forrest Gump should do the score for this. <laughs> James Horner. Yeah. 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 And then is it directed the time, by Wes Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> and I think there should be an internal monologue the entire time. Voice by first w- scene, Owen Wilson. The first scene, right, he, he, he rips out of the chest and then it just freezes oh and he says, "So that was it." My birth, you know, just a, <laughs> what a crazy morning that was. Yeah, exactly. It would. I just. I feel like there's millions of dollars behind this. Idea. Oh my god, that's that was amazing. That was like the best Christmas present I'll get all year. Thank you for that story. You're welcome. Eric, please cameo on our Christmas episodes the rest of this month. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I'll just come in at the end. 12 Days of Brickmont. I love this little Eric Brickmont tangent moment. We should have them all the time. (laughs) Just comes in and we're like, yes, Eric. What do you got for us today, buddy? <laughs> Maybe if totally we ever get bored doing movie quotes you shouldn't say uh, uh, during sex, we should do like a uh, movie pitches, movies that should happen. <laughs> and we're just like, it's just a really long, like, okay, so this is what needs to happen. <laughs> and just make it really ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Do you want to stick around for a little bit? I'm good as long as it doesn't disrupt what you guys are doing. Okay. Have so uh, just to catch you up, we were talking about a Christmas story. Uh, and yeah. So, (laughs) and some of the like, you know, life moments that we relate to, and you know, some philosophical things that we either agree or disagree on in terms of overall message and the character's journey. And oh, I'm, 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 was it waxing poetic here? Sure. Yay! I used the term right for once. Yeah, that's where we are. I think we can all agree that that snow is a a key and integral part of it all. Thank you. Well, it really does kind of set the tone for just how cold it was in Indiana at the time. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Speaking of which, um, this past week, uh, in terms of when we were recording, it was literally like 83% of the country was in like cold environment, except for like Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, and Alabama. No, North Carolina was cold too for a while. It was like 70 degrees on Tuesday. There was like, like one that. day of it, and then it dropped back oh, down really? to below freezing. No way. Yeah. It yeah. was like a weird wow. spike. That is that is really creepy, actually. Wait, yeah. I thought global warming was supposed to make things hot. <laughs> actually, as it turns out, global warming is uh, an uneven distribution of, of uh, infrared radiation, which causes uh, spikes in extreme weather. So it is actually totally within the realm of the concept of global warming. Hence why some people I took a do. class on it once from this uh, professor at my local community college. He was a fascinating man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dedication to the character is amazing, Brian. The class, the class is called Global Climate Change and Descartes. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I learned about heat distribution globally and I also learned about duality. Yes, I think, <laughs> therefore, I put on a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bet 
to a Christmas story. Let's talk about Sean's favorite character. The bully? <laughs> no, the one with the, the kid with the fucking thingy. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we talked about this when we were on a break. Thingy. The kid with the aviation goggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That side kid? Yeah, that, that kid. kid is amazing. <laughs> Why? By the way, the there's no telling character. whether that, that uh, was a male or a female child because he's just called, the, the, Ralphie just calls that person kid. That's and right. And their voice. Uh, Quite I honestly, like I prefer it because it's gender neutral. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan. That kid, though, was pretty so, amazing. So funny. Like, the dedication to keep cross-eyed and smiling without breaking character, just saying these randomly inane, like, freaking hysterical, deadpan moments, just, I like candy. I like the Wizard of Oz. And he's cross-eyed, and his, he has the biggest fucking grin. It's just perfect. It's just so funny. That kid's dedication to the role was unparalleled until Daniel Day-Lewis's portrayal of Lincoln in the Steven Spielberg <laughs> biopic, okay. Lincoln. You're comparing uh, the picture no, weird kid of Abraham Lincoln to the weird pilot-looking kid. In a Christmas story. I Thank totally you. see it. Thank you. I absolutely see it. <laughs> Thank you. Right? I saw Lincoln three times. Right? Parallel. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kid only has three lines in the whole movie, yet he is like the most amazing. It's in the character. eyes. Yeah. It's in the eyes, is what it is. It's the power behind the eyes. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the cross eye. Yeah. Actually. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Hey, so, Sean, I hear you have a little surprise for us as well. I do. Uh, I really enjoyed doing Kevin's Christmas Vacation Trivia Challenge last time. Oh, great. So I figured we could make that a theme for the Christmas episodes as we I could put together. I was thinking that, too. Beautiful. Yeah, put together some quizzes. And I put together quite a doozy. They start out pretty easy, and then they, they get quite hard by the end. And I even have a tiebreaker. All right. All right, folks. Well, let's get started, then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Christmas Story Trivia Challenge. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I didn't, I didn't really. Yeah, I'm waiting for you guys. Jesus. <laughs> Let's Come do on. this. All right, so there's ten questions. You guys all buzz in with whatever sounds you'd like to make. Uh, my favorite uh, that's been used in the past has been ooh, 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 which is, as we've talked about, <clears throat> Someone being choked by a dick. <laughs> Brought to you by Sean Moriarty. Yes. So, Eric, are you going to be joining us in the challenge? Um, I have never seen the movie, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a problem. Between the the, there's a difference in this one. Is This wow. one is not a multiple choice like the last one. This one you, is just you have to give the answer. Oh, we have to give the answer. Okay. Okay. I imagine oh. I'm going to do really well. All right. So, Eric... <laughs> Your job is to just buzz in and say something hilarious, though you'll probably get no points. <laughs> just make us laugh until we poop a little. <laughs> till we Check. shard our pants. And but no, Check. just a little bit. Not, not so much I have to take a shower. I'll, okay. I'll save the, the yeah, X-lax Enough that a wet wipe can handle it. I'll save the X-lax humor for, for, for later. Okay, it's like, it's just a little turtling is fine. Yeah. A little turtling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> because you can hide a turtling in your crack. Hershey's Kiss sized you know. or smaller. Yeah, there you go. See? So that way it's not a big mess. This yeah. is horrible. This and is like, really and like some of the Christmas Hershey Kisses, mine occasionally has a nut in the middle of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a kernel of corn. Oh, no. Now, I have a very, very important question to ask before we get started. Can someone pass me a tissue? Yeah. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. God, man, the layers in that question. <laughs> All right. These questions are going to get a little harder as we go on. <clears throat> Buzz in with your sound, and uh, we'll see who is going to be the Christmas Story champion, though I think it may be Kevin. Yay! I'm All right. Now, a couple of these questions I noticed we already talked about <clears throat> some things, so they'll be a lot easier for you guys to answer because we kind of already mentioned them. Okay. okay. So, question number one. What is the name of the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse? Oh, Sarah. Uh, that would be Victor. Victor, that is correct. Well played. Even though we talked about it earlier, <laughs> it just shows who has the quicker reflexes. And I was the one who brought it up. Sarah has the reflexes of a cat and the, the speed of a mongoose. <laughs> Throw it. I <laughs> dare ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the bone. It's, it's in, in the, the bone. bone. <laughs> Such a good goddamn scene. Oh. Uh, okay. Anyway. I'm sorry. 
I did that. I that was my fault. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just testing my sound. Really? That's me. Oh God. Or I could do this. Hold on. Or do you something guys different. Just... It sounds too close to my sheet. Or you guys could just say something because that's yeah. probably going to go a I lot just, faster. Yeah, I was like, that sounds like you're introducing like a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get these ladies out here. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, then. Moving right along to the next question. <laughs> question All right, two. question number two. Be the first person to finish this quote. Some men are Baptists, others Catholics. My father was a blank man. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Brian? An Oldsmobile man. That is correct, Oldsmobile Man. That's a good All one. right, we've got Brian with one, Sarah with one, Kevin laying in a bed of bitter defeat already. And pee. So early. <laughs> and, Eric, <laughs> and Eric hasn't said anything hilarious yet, so he gets no auxiliary laughing points. Does that count? <laughs> and we laugh so hard that a nugget comes out. <laughs> See, my, my father you was get a as many man, points as personally. as many grams as it weighs. Do we have a scale? Oh, no, crack we do cocaine. not have a scale. Okay, so never mind. No auxiliary points. Eric, you're fucked. Well, okay, All we have right. a scale, but it's metric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we can measure, like, ass tons and stuff like that. It's actually set to measure in micrograms. <laughs> so everything is a lot bigger than it really looks. I bet Alan really needs that. Oh, uh, boom, 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 boom. Fuck you all. <laughs> Alan, what would it matter? You're a ghost. It just goes through everyone. Question number three. <laughs> According to Ralphie, what color are Scott Farkas's eyes? He had yellow eyes. He had yellow eyes. So help me God, yellow eyes. Yellow eyes is correct. Kevin rising up out of the painful bed of defeat and urine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too quick. I can't say anything funny, damn it. <laughs> then all I have are sound effects. All I have are sound effects. Sean's got a stumper coming, I, I guarantee it. That's all I no, have. No, I got a lot of stumpers coming, yeah. so don't worry. Okay. That's what Question said. number four. Wow. Kevin just had to do a spit take with wine. <laughs> oh, is that why they call it a spit take? A spit take is when you... Yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes so much more sense than what I was thinking. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to run a respectable game show here. Uh, nerds on history, listeners. That is Eric Breckmont, your loyal and ever so clean filthy. host. Yes, some of you let your children listen to Eric. You're terrible parents. <laughs> terrible. How do you guys feel that now that we validated your trust? <laughs> Please tell me I get some points for that at least. I yeah, okay. think you should. Yeah. All right, good. All right, Eric with one point. Yay! <laughs> all right, so you guys are all tied now, right. uh, it's, which is okay because the questions are about to get a lot harder from this point forward. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. Question number four. Finish this quote. My mother hadn't had a hot meal for herself in years. Brian. Fifteen years. Fifteen years is correct. Point on the board for Brian. Kevin, how did that make you feel? I'm playing second. <laughs> I'm going back to the bed filled with regret and pee. Show me on the doll where Brian violated me. <laughs> wow. In the butt talks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? Okay. Brian in the lead with two points. Kevin with one. Sarah with one. And Eric with one. That doesn't really count, but we love him, so it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is having too much fun with sound effects right now. It's all I have. Uh, <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Question number five. What is the only thing in the world that could drag Ralphie away from the soft glow of electric sex gleaming in the window? Kevin? I was going to say a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> Little Orphan Annie. Little Orphan Annie Radio Show is correct. Nice. Brian with three. Kevin. We won't talk about Kevin. No. Sarah with one. Kevin has to win this game. Just saying. like. Yeah, Kevin. Come on, bro. We have to make it so he wins. Just so. What? No. I will not no, be no, a no, pussy. No, no. no I, I, if I lose, I will lose with my head held Wait a high. second. Just and my red wait a BB second. gun in my hand. Just Did you guys let me have... win last time? No, we no. didn't let you win. You won legitimately. Yeah. Oh, No, uh -huh. just because it's Kevin's favorite... <laughs> 
doesn't mean that he has to know every single little detail. Okay. He can still appreciate the True. heart of the movie because that's what's really important. All right, you know what? Scores are Kevin with one. Shame on you, Kevin. I know. Brian with three. Sarah with one. Eric with one. Question number six. What is the name of the soap that Ralphie has to put in his mouth after saying the F word? Jingle, jingle, jingle. But, wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. The correct spelling of the word is required. Jingle, jingle, Brian. jingle. Oh, wait. Eric, Eric, Eric. Eric was in first. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Eric is also exercising a demon from one of his cats. And, and chose the, the pterodactyl right, one, too. Right. It's, it's Pope on a Rope. <laughs> P O P E O N A R O. Oh God. <laughs> P E. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Pope on a rope. Thank you. That is absolutely not correct, but oh. it's so hilarious that it gets one point. Yay! Uh, can I answer the real question? Yes, Sir, Brian. Palmolive. Mm, wow. Fail. No, that's L- not correct. That's, that's not it. No, that's, that's not, not it. No. no. Oh, he mentions palm olive. He mentions he? like two different yes. soaps, and then he says that yeah, one you... is like oh, the, shit. the worst one, and that was the one that he had, and I cannot fucking remember the name of it right hacha, now. Hacha, hacha, hacha? Kevin. I'm going to say Lano, L-A-N-O. Mm. Nope. Ah! Is it Baroxo? Mm. That is incorrect. It's actually Life Boy. Life Boy. L-I-F-B-U-O-Y. Yeah, but it's but I thought it sounded like Life Boy, but it's Life Buoy, like B U O Y. Damn, that was a good one. Shit, our first stumper. All right, you, you said- are all awarded no points except for me. I except got one for now, Eric. God have mercy on your souls. <laughs> all right, question number seven. What was the name of the department store where Ralphie visits Santa Claus? Rigby's. That is incorrect. It's Higby's with Can I add a fun fact for the steal? Fun fact steals are allowed. Okay, so there actually was no Higby's in Indiana at that time. They were only in Cleveland, so that's why they had that for shooting. Judges? Yep. Yes, Sarah, we will give you the point. Yes! Yep. All right, the scores are Kevin with one, Brian with three, Sarah with two, and Eric with two. (laughs) Just based on humor. (laughs) Well played. If Eric wins this game, I will be very cross with you. Just from being a charming son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You and that beard. It's carried me this far in life. There you go. Keep it up. All right, everybody ready? They're getting a little harder from this point forward. That's what I'm getting a little harder from this point forward. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You're sitting next to me. I'm so sorry for doing this to you, Brian, because you wouldn't have said something like that in the first five episodes that you guys recorded. <laughs> really wouldn't have, no. No, the, the table got Brian. kind of uneven. So yeah, this it, is my wine is tilting over. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that down, is the, Jimmy, down. <laughs> that is the sound of Brian's raging hard on. Let's go on now. <laughs> I call it All Chewy. Right. I call it Chewy. <laughs> call it Chewy. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Is everyone ready? Will it rip yeah. your arms off if it looms? Are we done with the horse play? Class. Focus. Class. Shut up! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> If anybody doesn't recognize that old Cheech and Chong bit, you're stupid. No, I get it. I got it. She gets it? Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. No, I, I got understand it. it. Um, All right. Sarah gets one point for knowing Cheech and Chong. Right <laughs> oh, <now. laughs> shit. It Bullshit. doesn't matter. Keep going. <laughs> yes. No, no. She gets three now because that's I, like Kevin before me, Brian knew it does too. not give a fuck. Oh, but Brian snap. knew it, too. All right, you both get 1,000 points. Everybody else, it's going to be really hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, we're going back. <laughs> Question number eight. What is the name of Ralphie's aunt that gives him the horrible pink bunny suit for Christmas? Fuck. I can't remember. Oh, aunt. son of a bitch. Jingle, jingle, jingle. All right. I mean, I, this is probably wrong. It's Sally? Judges? Mm. No, it's wrong. Nope. <laughs> Eric. Uh, B. Aunt B. That is incorrect. Jemima? It was, I'm no, going to say... No. It was definitely a two-syllable word. Are you sure? It's a two-syllable name. Okay. That helps. Mm, Teresa has three. Janet. That is incorrect. Kevin. Uh, I'm stumped. God. All right. I'll give you Janet. all a hint. Okay. It is the name of a character 
in Back to the Future 3? Marty. (laughs) (laughs) Einstein. Ant Einstein. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Brian. Uh, Margaret. That is incorrect. Biff. Clara. Aunt Aunt Clara. Ah, Sarah with the win. God damn. Clara was that correct. That totally Aunt Clara. came back to me out of the ether. <laughs> How is it not Aunt Biff? Seriously. <laughs> okay, sweet. Hooray, more points for me. These last two questions are pretty hard, so... Pucker your assholes, everyone. <laughs> Get the lube. <laughs> All right, question number nine. What is the first gift that Ralphie's old man opens hacha, on hacha, Christmas hacha, morning? Hacha, 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 hacha. Socks. Kevin. Socks? Socks. Socks is incorrect. Oh, is it the bowling ball? Jingle, jingle, jingle. Brian. I was going to say the bowling ball. Ah, no. It's not. Oh, uh, hacha, hacha, hacha. Kevin. It was a tie. No. What? Fuck. It was a cyanide tablet. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. But well played. Hilarious <laughs> enough to get a point. Yes! Uh, I honestly don't remember. I fell asleep was, during that part last night. <laughs> it was a can of Simonize. Cyanide, that's it, what I said. It It was? No, Simonize, the fucking oh. lubricant. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, for for the car, right? For the car. It's for cars and furnaces and all that nonsense. Yes. Right. For the car. It's like an all-purpose. It's an all-purpose machine lubricant. No, no, it's an all-purpose lube. (laughs) Yep. So when robots fuck, their KY will be Simonized. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Have you ever been to Japan? It's happening now. (laughs) Okay, so we have. Brian with three, Sarah with three, Eric with three, all based on humor, and Kevin with one. Kevin. This could be for the win, folks. All right. He has tiebreakers, too, though, just in case. Okay. What color is the bowling ball that the old man gets for Christmas? Kevin. Black. Blue. Brian. Blue is correct. Well played, Brian. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I think it's blue. Okay. Oh, Kevin's soul just died a little. Uh, no, it's fine. I was just like, really? Was it blue? And I had to like play the movie in my head. The, and, there's and, a line that references it as blue, so, yeah. No, there isn't. Oh, you a just big blue bowling ball. Yes, yep. there is. That's the line. Well done. Well played. All right. Being we- that I am the uh, quiz master tonight, and I literally do not give a fuck, I'm going to give Kevin a four-point bonus question <laughs> nice All right, so if you see. can answer this question correctly you will beat brian who is the current champion okay let's brian this <laughs> sucks for you but such are game shows <laughs> <laughs> they just fuck with you and i'm really sorry it's like the family feud where it really doesn't matter because at the end yeah it, exactly it really doesn't matter. exactly <laughs> kevin all right let's hear it Swede, the name of the dim-witted neighbor who marvels at the leg lamp in the window with ralphie's dad is played by who? Fuck, I have no idea. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> That's actually correct. <laughs> yes. That's a blatant lie. For the sake of this, it's correct. Kevin, I'm sorry. Eric is the new champion. Brian, we have a wonderful consolation prize. It's called uh, Nerdonomy, the home game. And it's just a tiny lazy Susan with a bunch of little dicks on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you s- Spin it around and just look at it. (laughs) So if you need to knock over drinks in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Does everybody, would everybody like to know the correct answer? Yes. Yes, Yes, please. please. Director Bob Clark played that role. Oh, wow. So what's the last question? The other tiebreaker? Yeah. I don't have to say it because you guys didn't get that far. So it's like, what What are you talking about? You missed out. But curiosity. Yeah. All right, curiosity. Sarah and I are still tied. There's no. Obviously, none of you are of the feline variety, because curiosity would not work out well for you in this situation. <laughs> and none of you are listening, because clearly I won. Right. With clearly. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the other name that Ralphie gives the duck dinner that his family had for Christmas? Jingle, jingle, jingle. Brian. Chinese turkey. Excellent. Which moves me to another uh, thing I wanted to talk about. How insensitive and politically incorrect this movie is. <laughs> oh, it's so, so bad. bad. Okay, so okay, no, so let's first talk good. about 
you know, being the Chinese restaurant with the fa ra 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 Fucked up. Well, I mean, little things you guys might not have noticed. Um, they also are not very kind to blind people. Apparently, blind people are useless, shiftless, homeless people. According oh, that is true. to Ralphie. Wow. And also, if you notice in the very beginning when Ralph is uh, imagining that he has the Red Rider BB gun and is shooting the robbers, the first two robbers to die are the black guys. Oh, <gasps> fuck. Are you serious? Yes. Damn. I've done my homework. A Christmas story. A slight against humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the title. And, <laughs> and that collegiate paper can be found in scholarly journals. I think journals. that should seriously be the title. A slight against, a Christmas story. A slight against humanity. Uh, okay. I guess I'm going to have to go see it now. You mean, uh, I think, therefore, I wear a scarf has, has lost its title? No. No. That's we got to stop always saying that so many things are going to be the title. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> figure out which one. I retract my title statement. We'll have to. We'll have to flip a coin. Of sorts. Yeah. I don't have any coins. Uh, we can go on a listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah. Uh, we got another one from uh, Stephen here, one of our loyal listeners. But we had to read it because uh, he writes, uh, "Subject: Second Spring." Message: Thank you, Miss Sarah. Courtesy of your Westboro Baptist Church reference, I sprayed half-eaten cereal across my computer screen. Note to self. Stop eating slash drinking while listening to this podcast. <laughs> Stephen, thank you very much. You know, I hold no responsibility for your breakfast. However, uh, thank you for the, the shout out on my totally random offhanded comment as Alan. All right. We got one from Josh uh, that says, I just discovered your two wonderful podcasts and have been downloading old cast just as fast as I can. If you ever come to Sacramento, lunch is on me. You make social workers days go by with a big smile. Keep great stuff coming. Cool. Okay, I, 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 I vote too. that we go up, we have lunch, and then we hit up an Indian, Indian casino. That's what I vote. Okay. That might not be And a then we idea. have dinner there. I think we should make that happen. Okay. <laughs> a buffet, preferably. A buffet? A buffet. Oh. A buffet. Well, they have cows for jelly. If they have Warren Buffett there, all the better. But, but I, feel like I would prefer Jimmy Buffett. I go to. Bu- oh, no. Gross. Jimmy Buffett's awful. Um. <laughs> I feel like that when threw I, you off, not Warren Buffett. I feel like when I go to buffets, I always get sick. They're never good. In Vegas, they are. Okay. I went to the buffet at the Wynn Hotel, and Ooh. you walk in. It's like thirty-six bucks. You walk in, and there's just a giant pile of Alaskan king crab legs. Okay, and actually, then like a steak station, and then a crepe station for dessert. Okay, I do take that back. The the one at Character Breakfast at Disneyland that was that was pretty awesome. In fact, it's now tradition in all of Vegas, even in people's homes, to just have buffets set up. That's sure. how they eat now. Exactly, buffet style. Nerds on history. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Billy, one of our loyal listeners and friend of Sarah. Yep. Uh, found and the ent- um, host of Girls with Issues podcast. You should totally go and check it out. Um, it's Billy and her wonderful girlfriend, Vicki O, that do that podcast. And I absolutely adore it. And I adore yep. them. Thank you. She found the entire Superman, oh, sorry, I should say it's a Birds of Planet Superman TV version of the uh, musical uh, on Vimeo and posted it on our page. We have yet to watch it yet. And we're hoping we do before Warner Brothers shuts it down. I watched the first Monday. five minutes of it, and then I almost hung myself. <laughs> so I have some listener feedback that's not really listener feedback. It's just feedback on the present that my brother gave us, because I'm looking at it closer now. And now that I look at it, the Jack O'Neill figurine, it's completely flesh-colored, except for his bulletproof vest that he's wearing. So it looks like he's completely naked. Is he naked? Let me see. And look at the way that the legs come together. Oh. It more or less looks like he has his wang hanging out as well. It, it looks like a it butt. It actually kind of looks like a front butt. I, a front butt. He has a front butt. <laughs> but he's hey, complete- if I was wearing a bulletproof vest, I'd want to be naked, too. <laughs> that's going to throw off an assailant. <laughs> we do have one thing from Throwback Thursday, uh, which was uh, David asked... Uh, music people, throw us songs that were your favorites when you were kids. Let us dance a little on this Thursday. Uh, Melissa said fish heads. Fish heads, fish heads, roly-poly fish heads. I totally and remember Dr. that. Dr. Demento favorite. Yeah. Uh, Trevor said, I was a sucker for the slow dance in middle school. The only way I could really get close to girls. So on bended knee by boys to men. First song oh my that pops God. in my head. Oh. But this player. just reminded me of the best possible song one can have their first slow dance to, which is what mine was. And kiss from a rose on a grave. Oh, nice. Seal. 
Yeah, mine was so a thong perfect. song. Actually, Thank you, Seal. I think Yours was what? <laughs> mine was a thong song. <laughs> the principal Actually, had to come up no. and stop at halfway we through. It was my really first cool. slow dance was totally to um, Heaven Oh Heaven by New Flavor. My first wow. slow dance was to This I Swear by 98 Degrees. I can't remember what my song was. I wasn't kidding. It really was the thong <laughs> song. <laughs> the thong song? Look at my face right now. I am not kidding. He's... I know Eric's joking face. He is being 100%. And the, and the principal came up and stopped the song. Baby, baby, but, but, yep. but. And they're going to get again. It was the greatest moment of seventh grade when the DJ came and said, everyone get up and get close, but not too close. And then he put the thong song on. Oh, my God. Leave room for Jesus. Yeah. What a player. Dude's a pimp, man. Damn. We have one more. Phoebe also said anything uh, NKOTB, which I'm assuming is New Kids, New Kids on, the on the Block, and, and CNC Music Factory. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. So there you have it. Uh, and if we find more, we will read them on the uh, Nerds on History podcast that you'll hear next week. Well, folks, it is the season of giving. And uh, what better to uh, give to than your fellow nerds? Because we are fucking freezing right now. Uh, it, it is... Very cold in the nerd cave right now. We do not have a heater or a ceiling. And we are literally in our coats, and we are all kind of doing a little, like, seat dance to keep warm. So uh, if you can find it in your hearts and in your wallets, please throw us a donation at Deuteronomy.com. You can click on the donate button and uh, help us get our ceiling insulated so that we can actually retain heat and help us pay off our computer, too. Please the other sir. thing is, if you have about maybe four or $500,000 to spare and you, you want to donate so that we can build a, a new nerd cave and facility with a proper A nerd mansion would be awfully <laughs> yeah. lovely. And, you know, I think we could probably do it for about four or 500000 I would like 000. to propose a nerd castle. Uh, uh, as long as it has a moat that's completely filled with uh, jelly babies, then yeah. Oh, I was uh, going to say with what about freaking somewhere sharks in between a castle and a house, like something that looks more like Wayne Manor or Professor X's. Oh, 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 oh! How about place? a nerd chateau? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> so, just to recap, listeners, I would haunt a nerd chateau with a ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's up that amount a little bit. Let's say about maybe ten to twenty million if you have it laying around. That just, should that just should probably do it per chance. Yeah. Please. U.S. dollars, none of this other stuff. Please, uh, I want Actually, some no, more. Actually, no, the British pound is worth more than dollars. So if you wanted to give it to us in pounds... Shut up, Sarah. Okay. Or, or gold bullion. Gold bullion is accepted. It's extremely... I, I got this guy who's got a shitload of lira, and he's looking <laughs> for somewhere to put it. Yes, we let's use that? pay for us in the dead currency. Uh, no, if, uh, fr- frankly, you know, if you're near Fort Knox and you're, you're feeling limber, um, by all means, you know, take the chances and uh, give us... <laughs> Give us some investment. If you die in a shootout, we will give a shout-out to your family. <laughs> <laughs> Got shout-out? Oh, that was brilliant. Okay. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say? I just wanted to say big ups to Ray Ray, Little Pookie, D-Ray, RJ, F-Trey, and James. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'd like to give a shout out to Big Ray and Steven then. Send some Newport. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's great. Sean, that was great. And uh, everybody, what do we do next week? What's what's going on? Well, next week is my personal favorite Christmas movie. We are going to be talking about The Ref. Which, even though last year we did kind of call it an un-Christmas movie. But the more we think about it, it really is kind of a Christmas movie. No, Okay, I haven't seen it yet, so this will be fun. Uh, and watch it. Watch it and realize it is a Christmas movie. The Christmas themes and the family getting together, though it is a more edgy, depressing kind of Christmas movie. Well, Sean, it does have kind of a happy ending. Sean, I'm a professional. I'm hey, going to watch the movie before I record the episode. And I certainly on. hope so. I'm just appalled that either you, neither you or Kevin have seen it. I um, apologize. And folks, if you have not seen <laughs> A Christmas Story, now is the time to get it. Because if you are in the uh, digital revolution and you are using a mobile device to watch movies you can get this on Amazon Instant Video you can rent it for two bucks and you can buy it for seven dollars uh, in it. HD or you can just watch it on TBS for 24 hours on Great. Christmas yes so there is that as well yes indeed it's also it's only 50 cents to have your picture taken next to the poster for a Christmas story <laughs> <laughs> and there is that alright folks until next time stay nerdy and tune into us next week same nerd time same nerd channel nerdonomy.com bye deuces adios bye bye and roll credits
now famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. I can't put my arms down. Or... You'll shoot your eye out.